Hey guys, so if you're a TV producer, film producer, podcast producer, and you're like me, whenever you go out and you do a long interview or if you need an interview transcribed, you never have anybody to do it, and it's really long and labor intensive. But I'm here to tell you there is a great way to get this done. Transcription Farm offers transcription and translation services for TV and film. Founded by producers for producers, their services are geared specifically toward the needs of television production companies. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, they are fast, secure, and accurate. Easy uploads, free script sync files, no charge for additional speakers, and rates as low as $150 per minute. Mention hearing this ad on Reality of Reality for 10% off your first order of up to 10 hours of video. You can learn more about Transcription Farm at transcriptionfarm.com. And I personally can vouch for them because I use them and they did a fantastic job with a quick turnaround. Hello, hello. This is Reality of Reality. I'm Aliza Rosen, a longtime TV producer and development executive. Every week on the podcast, I talk to interesting people in all aspects of unscripted content. Today on the podcast, Farnaz Farjam. Farnaz is the SVP of Entertainment and Development for Buna Murray Productions. She creates and develops new celeb reality shows and oversees creative needs for all of the company's projects. And of course, one of those big projects is Keeping Up with the Kardashians, which she has been with since day one when season one started many years back and now into the 18th season, which just premiered last night on E! It was a really fun premiere. We get into that a little bit. We get into the history of the show, get lots of juicy tidbits, um, fun stuff on the drama over the years, Kylie's pregnancy, Kim's marriage to Chris Humphreys. There's some good stuff there. We do a really fun lightning round at the end. So make sure you listen to all of it and enjoy. Okay, so I'm so excited that I get to have Farnaz on my podcast today during the time of quarantine. Farnaz, thank you so much for being here. Of course. I know you're not a podcast virgin, but you are a podcast virgin to my podcast. And I've wanted to have you on for a long time. And probably without this virus, I may not have gotten you because you're way too busy. (laughs) so silver linings (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm really glad you're here i was dying to get you for this timing because of course last night keeping up with the kardashians premiered and what a premiere it was so i want to talk a little bit about the premiere and then just about the show in general which you've been with obviously since day one and then about your career and what you're up to so we've got a little bit to cover but let's start with the premiere which was we we just went right into it. We got an epic fight and it was it was a good one. Everyone's everyone's keeping up. Everyone's keeping up. I know. The family that uh keeps on giving. They really do. <laughs> I mean, and yeah. the thing is is that I think viewers are so savvy at this point as to what is real and what isn't real and unscripted, right? So yeah. I think we're at the point with the Kardashians where you just can't make this shit up. Like there's just Real fights, real emotion, real drama that a lot of which they probably would rather not have on the show, right? Yeah. And to be honest, you know, we would never encourage them to have a fight like that. And we just wouldn't. I mean, sometimes, 
even in the land of the Kardashians, there's not a lot going on. So we produce and come up with fun things for them to do um, that gets them to interact. But they, yeah, you can't make up the stuff. Were you there for that actual fight between Courtney and Kim? I was not, but our network execs were. Ooh, how <laughs> no. excited were they? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think everybody was like a little more worried. Right. Because this family loves each other so much that we, everybody just couldn't believe that it came to physical blows, that we were like, what just happened? Um, but yeah, I mean, at least this family still loves each other. <laughs> right. I mean, it's, and that's the thing when it's family, like, it's not like housewives where it's like, oh, they're not talking or they won't film together. Like these, this family is, they have their fights, but they still love each other and they still, well, they still have to film together. Right. They don't have to do anything. You can't really? make anybody do anything. You can't put a gun to anyone's heads and you can't make anyone do anything. Well, that was obviously part of the drama last season with Courtney. So talk about that. It kind of feels like it's ongoing. Like this has not really been resolved. She started out this episode basically just saying, I'm over this. I don't want to do glam. I don't want to film anymore. Is that, what do you think has been going on with her and what's been her evolution? Where do you think her head's at right now? And how has that affected you guys? I think your assessment of thinking that it's still ongoing is very accurate um i think she is trying to find her balance of how much she wants to share and a part of being on a show um from day one they knew that in order to be honest and as giving to your audience was sharing you know and we made that path season one. And I think as now that she has kids and now that she's been through a relationship on the show and she's experienced people dissecting her life and because she has kids, I think she sometimes struggles with how much she wants to put out there. You really do have to have such thick skin to be on a reality show, no matter what. And anytime people come to me and be like, I'm a reality show. I want to do a reality show. I'm like, are you sure you have thick skin? Because people will pick you apart. Especially when you're on the level that they're at in terms of celebrity. That's a whole other level. It's a whole other level. I was watching this thing that she did with Jason Kennedy. I don't know. It was a few nights ago in the room, Mm -hmm. I think it was called. And she said that other than her relationships now, meaning with men, I assume, she's totally an open book that she shares everything. Would you agree with that? She does. I do. I do. I think, I think she does. Um, for the most part, I mean, she's definitely, uh, still filming. She's not filming as often as, um, others. Um, and she's participating. Um, but she's just naturally become a little bit more of an introvert too. So it's not, it's not as like overly exciting right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's interesting is the way that the show's evolved in terms of breaking that fourth wall, because this whole issue with her has become a production issue too. And that's been something that has been talked about, not edited around. 
And I'm, I'm curious when you got, was there a moment when you made the decision to incorporate that fourth wall into the show? Did it just become impossible to edit it out or to become, well, this will be interesting for people to see. It just, I feel like audiences, as you said, audiences evolve and they sniff out the bullshit. So there's only so much, sorry, am I allowed to curse on this? Uh, please encourage. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> um, and I think audiences are really, really smart and you have to remember a lot of the people that have been on the show have been there for a really long time. I mean, I think I'm the only one that's left from day one, but everybody else has been there. Like there's been a lot of people that have been there for over 10 years. Um, and so naturally they get kind of tangled into everything too, a little bit. And we just decide to be honest. Like if the fight is with production and production is an issue, let's just include it and, give the audience the truth. Yeah. And it's almost meta because she's got like this in this episode, there was some issue about the bill in Costa Rica, which as someone who works in TV, I kind of assume you guys have agreed to pay for some and then they had to pick up some, like what was it kind of assumed that we, the viewer knew what was up. Obviously it's too intricate to explain, I guess on the show, but like in that instance, what was going on? Um, yeah, it's a little bit of like some of it is. It's it's just a fight over, you know, how much who owes what. Production only went down for two days, you know, and you know, as you know, you can't offset all these things. They were there for four days, and so there was just an argument about who should be paying for things and. Yeah. So it seems like what's playing out is Courtney and Kim don't want that dirty laundry, so to speak, being aired out on the show or maybe a, maybe just the bad attitude, I guess. And that this is all playing out so that these tensions that are actually existing are affecting production, which is affecting the show. And then the show is capturing the way it's affecting production. Did I sum that totally. up? Right? <laughs> yeah. And it's weird. That which right? is affecting them. Yeah. For sure. It almost feels like we're on this collision course. It felt like that last season. And I wonder if you give us like a little sneak peek onto how, I know you don't want to give spoilers, but does it stay rocky or does she kind of, because I feel like it's hard to go half in, half out. Um, I think she's coming back. Okay. I, I think, you know, I think she's slowly, um, remembering to have fun with us again. Okay, remember? remember. <laughs> That's like the best. Well, it's also like biting the hand that feeds you a little bit. I mean, this show made her what she is and what she has. <laughs> no comment for, for now. <laughs> <laughs> she will just stare into my eyes. Enough said. And it's interesting too. I think, I think Courtney said it, that the dynamic was always kind of Chloe and Courtney against Kim and now it's become, or in the last few seasons, it's become Chloe and Kim against Courtney. And that's been interesting to see as, as a shift. Was that something that you expected or is it un, was it something that surprised you? I never expect anything. I just, I 
go along for the ride and I try to share them with all of you. <laughs> but you're also friends with them. So, so you've been with them since day one, which we'll get into in a minute. And you've grown up with them essentially and seen them grow up. So as the, the head of the show, but also someone who's almost like another family member, how the heck do you walk that line? I imagine that's got to be the hardest line of the world to walk when it gets to that level where your family with the people that you're producing with and for. Um, I love them to pieces and it definitely gets hard sometimes. And, you know, I mean, when we first started Chris Jenner, I felt like she was like one of my best girlfriends and I still consider her one of my best girlfriends. Um, but yeah, it gets hard, you know, sometimes, um, I don't know. It's hard Do you have to, to keep certain boundaries though, because it's still ultimately a professional relationship? Yes. I have to keep boundaries because it's an ultimate relationship, but I always do try to side with the family first side before the show side first, just because I do truly believe caring for the people before the show is important. Um, but I think sometimes they don't think that. And that that's the part that gets complicated when they're like, you don't care. You just want to make an episode. And I'm like, what? And then I get offended and then it gets complicated. But yeah. And it's also complicated because they're all executive producers. So it's not like a typical reality show where you don't show them anything. You don't talk to them about what you're doing. Like they're involved in creating the show too. Yeah. And, and to be honest, if you're, if you're telling a story, if you're, if you watch a car accident and three different people saw that accident, they saw that accident happen three different kinds of ways. So now you're editing a show with three sisters that are at odds and the three sisters perceived what happened completely differently. And now you have to balance that's not true. I didn't say that. Why is Chloe saying that? Why is Courtney saying that? Why is, and now you're like trying to make Kim happy, trying to make Chloe happy, (laughs) Courtney happy. All that stuff gets really, um, tricky too. And yeah. So what percentage is therapist versus producer? (laughs) Um, when I was the showrunner, I was a lot more, um, therapist versus producer. Now that I'm a little bit more corporate and not in their faces as much, um, I couldn't call myself therapist anymore. I call myself a mediator or something. Right. Like when, like when that fight went down with Courtney and Kim, who was the first call since you weren't on set for that? Um, they called each other. I think they called like Chris and they just called each other. They've gotten to a place where they really do try to keep their therapy sessions amongst each other, except for Courtney, who has a therapist. <laughs> right. Yeah. Helpful, which is helpful. Yeah. yeah. So what goes in, I know this will be interesting to people before you start a season. I mean, obviously there are things that are ongoing, like sort of like the Tristan Chloe thing. We know that's going to be a storyline just by nature of their relationship. But when you guys sit down to have those planning meetings, as far as pre-production for the first season, 
what does that meeting look like? Just give us the broad strokes, like a little sneak peek into how you decide um, what a season will look like. We do a family meeting. We ask them, and thank God for Amanda Weinstein, because she's the new showrunner, and she's actually kind of become their therapist, I would say. But um, she, uh, we do a family meeting. We kind of go around and find out what everyone's up to, what people have coming up, um, you know, what is new in their lives. Um, we ask them about the dynamics that are happening with each other. Um, and then we take it from there. I mean, like with someone like Kim, she has so much going on from prison reform to visiting the White House to her husband putting on, you know, the first couture show to like, she's such a busy person and she always has so much going on that like she just generates stories and fascinating things to watch. Um, but I would just say a lot of, you know, family meetings and what's happening with the people around them, you know, Chloe's best friend Malika was having a baby this season. So Chloe was doing a lot of special things for her. So we followed that and, um, yeah, we just find out what's going on in their lives and then decide what to follow. And then sometimes things come up last minute and Kim and Chloe are both really good at this. They'll call us and they'll be like, tomorrow, I really want to do blah, blah, blah. Even if we weren't supposed to have a crew on that day, we'll throw it together and we'll go follow. Yeah. And of course, best laid plans, right? Like every season has some crazy drama that is obviously not planned at the beginning. Last season was Jordan and Tristan and that whole crazy thing. When something like that happens, how do you pivot? Like what what happens? Because I know a lot of times you're not necessarily filming that moment. In that case, it seemed like it was all unraveling as you were doing testimonials. So that was very cool mm-hmm. the way you captured it. It was very clear. It was all really Funny. happening. Yeah. The timing was crazy too. We had a crew with, with uh, Kendall and Scott while skydiving. <laughs> like it was just crazy timing. Um, I mean, honestly, we always pivot and follow the reality and their emotions first. And if we were shooting something else and um, it ends up being a throwaway to follow the authentic stuff, that's what we do. And is there ever a moment, I'm sure there has been over the years where they say, this is just too personal. You can't, you can't do it. You can't film. Yes. If it affects other people. So they respect the other people's boundaries, you know? So if it's, um, if it's something that's personal, that's affecting them, but someone else's information needs to come out and they haven't signed up for this, um, they'll say, no, it's too personal and we'll totally respect that boundary. So speaking of drama, that's even unspooling as the season launches, there was this leaked audio of the entire Taylor Swift, Kanye conversation from four years ago, which is like the story that never ends, which of course I listened to all 25 minutes of it. Um, and the funny thing is I haven't, yeah, I literally was like, Oh, I can't even be bothered. I know the, well, I'll just say about it that the least interesting part about it is about the song. There's kind of all this other stuff that Kanye goes on about, which is very interesting. Talk about that offline. But anyway, I'm sure you'll hear about it or you will. But I mean, nothing like earth shattering. It's kind of stuff that we heard about or knew, but it's sort of like crazy to hear it all. Anyway, when something like that happens and everyone's talking about that or it was a few days ago, 
Is that something like, are you still filming this season now? Is that something that you'll follow as it's, as it's breaking or is it sort of like that will play out on social media? To be, we're having them self shoot right now. So it's kind of fun because we're in quarantine and Kim is awesome. And so is Chris and Chloe. They're all sending in Kylie, all of them. They're sending us really fun self shot videos um for what they are up to during this quarantine and we are totally going to make a whole episode out of quarantine which will um be different and fun um i don't know that the taylor swift stuff will be a part of it to be honest because i don't i I think we're all like i don't know I, i just i don't i don't know i don't think it's worth rehashing okay i'm okay with that yeah (laughs) So let's talk about the beginning. So you were working at Buna Murray back in the day and then the Kardashians happened and then you got assigned that show. Like, tell us, I know you spoke a little bit about this on other podcasts, but, but, but just tell generally how you got on this show in the first place and what'd you think of it from the beginning? So I was working on Simple Life um, first and I actually met Kim once while I was on doing Simple Life. Um, and then I went, um, to get married in Capri, Italy. I got married on July 21st of 2007 in Capri, Italy. And, um, while I was in Italy, I was supposed to come back and do another show. Um, and that show got basically the the person who was supposed to do that show pulled out last minute and Ryan Seacrest had brought Kardashians to E and I think it just signed an overall or something. And so they had a programming hole and um, they decided to pick up keeping up with the Kardashians, but Ryan Seacrest's production company wasn't full blown yet. And because Buna Murray already had this other show with E, they've kind of said, Hey Ryan, will you partner with Buna Murray? And um, take on the show and I just remember the first time I watched the tape I was like oh my god there's so many people I am gonna love working with them was it the Kylie on the stripper pole moment everyone talks um, about that from the sizzle reel no it was more like the way they like were teasing Kim and then the way they all just jumped in the pool together um it was more the way they teased each other so you just felt like they're not only my people, but I'll get along with them. Like I want to hang out with them. Yeah. They're my people that I want to hang out with them. They don't take themselves too seriously. They know how to have fun. Um, they, you could tell that they're a hardcore family unit, which I always think is so fun to watch. My sister is 20 years older than me. I always wished I had sisters closer, closer in age. So it's like you watch them and you're like, Oh, I wish I had that. Yeah, I think even with the fighting and everything. Right. I mean, that's that's to me, it's always weird when siblings don't fight at all. Like, I feel like the closer you are, the more you fight. At least that's me and my sister. One hundred. Where'd you grow up? I lived in Iran until I was about nine. Oh, wow. And went to London for a beat, then came to the U.S., and then went back to Iran and then didn't permanently move out here until I was about 11. And then I grew up 
kind of in the Westwood, Santa Monica area, as most Persians do. <laughs> did where'd you did you go to Beverly Hills High School? Like, were you in that? I went to I went to Uni High. Okay. I went to Uni High, but for like summer schools and everything, I would always sign up for um, like Fairfax or Crenshaw because I really liked the neighborhood. I don't know. It was just. So you've been here your whole, I mean, since you were 11, basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And then once Kardashians took off, well, first of all, did you think it was going to be a hit? I know you guys were cramming to make a show. It was such a crazy schedule at the beginning. Did you think it would take off the way it did? No, but I'm so glad it did. I mean, not that I didn't have, like, I was really excited when I was making the show and I was really proud of everything that we were um, putting out. I just think that um, you just don't know in this business anymore what's going to catch on and what's not. Um, it's such a hit and miss. Like sometimes I'll watch a show and I'll be like, oh my God, that was so good. But it just never got traction and it never got another season. Um, yeah. And that's not just about shows I'm producing. I'm just talking about in general out there. Um, but yeah, I had I, I had no idea, but I was pleasantly surprised. Right. And I mean, it, it, you've gotten a promotion in the last few years. So you, like you said, you have a bigger role. You're, are you president What's is that the title? No, no, no. Julie Peasy's president. <laughs> okay, sorry, I'm, Julie. Uh, <laughs> I'm a SVP of um, current programming and entertainment. So I do some development, mostly oversee a bunch of current shows. Okay, got it. So I have a few more Kardashian questions, and then I have a fun little lightning round. Close this okay. off. <laughs> a little okay. game, if you will. So okay. over the years, what do you think has been the most shock? Well. I feel like I know the answer to this, but what are your top three most shocking moments or things that happened that you were not planning or expecting? I think I know the number one. <laughs> Caitlin? Yes, that would have been my guess. Um, I mean, I would say Lamar, you know. Um, did you see the Kim and Chris Humphreys drama coming? Cause that was oh, some amazing no, I forgot drama. about that. <laughs> right? I forgot about that. I totally forgot about that. Um, I know that Kim really thought she loved him. I know that, but I could, I could tell from, from, I don't know, like just someone from the outside looking in, you kind of knew that it wasn't, I don't know you could just tell they were just so different from each other and he was just gonna like be too much at some point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was watching that unravel in real time was pretty epic television. I have to say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I felt badly for her, but it was also riveting to watch just cause you could tell anyone who's been in a bad relationship knows that feeling when you know it's wrong and you have to call it off, but we're just not used to doing it like right after your wedding. Oh my God. I know. I know. And oh my God, poor Kim got robbed. That was so shocking. Oh my God. Were you guys filming when that happened? We were. So, what we did was at the time, Kim had uh, a woman named Stephanie Shepard that was working with her. And Steph Shep is actually pretty good with the camera. And a lot of times when you go to, 
to Paris Fashion Week, um, it's a lot of outfit changes and going to fashion shows and they only give you limited access. And, you know, so that year we didn't go, but that year we basically said, hey, Steph, if you, you know, shoot for us and we end up whatever, we'll, you know, um, compensate. And so she was filming for us. Um, obviously she wasn't filming when the incident happened. Um, but that's how we had, um, all the moments leading up to the robbery. Um, and I remember when we were trying to figure out how to tell the story, I was like, the only way that this will be fascinating is if we play the robbery and then rewind and show the world what Kim was doing with Kim, Courtney, um, Kendall were all doing leading up to the night of because everyone wants to be like i mean you know it was so we had footage and we had a way to tell the story but we weren't just we didn't have the whole crew out there honestly i think if we had a whole crew out there it wouldn't have happened right because we you know we put we have security on each person we put security outside of their door we you know there's just how did that incident change them and how did it change or if did it change the way you guys filmed the show or like you said security etc i'm imagining it had an effect uh, it definitely had an effect i think we as the show were already um hiring a lot of security but we probably upped it a little bit and the family definitely upped their security big time right i know her home is like fort knox yeah. And that was one of the season, one of the episodes last season, which is funny. Yeah. And yeah. They, they pranked her. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Let's get to our lightning round. You ready? Yeah. So this is like, uh, you know, who in the family is type of thing. Okay. Who is the most likely to share a secret? Kim. Who's most likely to eat dessert? Kim. <laughs> <laughs> Who shows up the latest for call times? Courtney. Who takes the longest in glam? Uh, probably Kylie, but she because she loves makeup. I thought, does she do her makeup herself? She does her makeup herself a That's, lot, often. Yeah. But she, she hires, I mean, she has people too, but she's really good at doing makeup. Yeah. I'm looking at, I wish I had that scale. I think I know the answer to this one. Who gives production the hardest time? Uh, it goes in waves. Let's just say that. Well, I bet for a while it was Scott, right? For a while it was Scott. <laughs> Did he have a lobotomy? What happened? No. Scott, I'm watching last season with my daughter, I always say, because I'm mother of the year. And I feel like Scott had a lobotomy. <laughs> I know. I think he's just matured. <laughs> But wow, I never really believe people change, but I really think he actually changed. Yeah, he's matured. Incredible. So you're not going to give me the answer to that one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who, ooh, that's a good one. Who's harboring the most secrets? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Who's changed the most over the years? I mean, for me, it would probably be Kendall and Kylie just because they grew up, you know? 
Is it weird? To, is it like a mother like to see these kids from nine it's, to twenty two? It must be bizarre. It's so bizarre. I mean, my daughter is between Kendall and Kylie. So when I first started filming the show, it was literally like my daughter was their age, and now they're all grown up together. It's so weird. It's crazy. Were you shocked? Oh, sorry. Were you shocked when Kylie, when you heard Kylie was pregnant? So shocked. So shocked. That was a big one. And to be honest, when they first told me, I'm not going to lie, when when they first told me before the world found out, I didn't tell a soul because I thought it was a trick. I was like, I'm not telling anyone. They're literally making up different lies to tell different people to see who is a leak. And I'm not a leak. So I'm not saying anything to anyone. So <laughs> not that I would ever anyway, but a part of me is I'm like, nope. Lips are and sealed. Did, my lips are sealed. I just did not believe it. It's so funny. I had Damla on my podcast a few years ago when we kind of knew Kylie was pregnant, but she hadn't confirmed it yet. And I think I asked her, were you shocked? Well, I didn't mean to trick her, but it just came out like yeah. that. She said, yeah, I was totally shocked. And then she heard it and called me in like midnight. It's like, you have to take that down. We haven't confirmed it. Oh my God. She was freaking out. Oh like, my God. No problem. Sorry. I, I didn't even realize that I had, that I had leaked it out inadvertently. That's so it was funny. funny. But I mean, at that point, probably she had known for a while. Okay. Who's the most likely to burp or fart in front of others? Nobody really. I can't think of one of them that really. No, proper. except for when, except for when Courtney was pregnant with Mason years ago. I don't think any of them. <laughs> like, they would never. Who's the first one to crack open a bottle of wine? Chris Jenner. <laughs> that was my prediction. All right, last one. The first grandchild who's going to get their own spinoff. North. That was also my prediction. I should yeah. have shown you my secret. You know ballot. what though. Mason, Mason might too. Mason's a little, you know, he, he's so funny. He like, it's so curious about the cameras. He, it might be Mason. But, yeah, there's a lot but, going on there with that kid. Mm -hmm. I agree. He's like mm -hmm. an old soul, right? He is. He and is. Her kids are so cute. They're all so cute. Oh my God. How do they, all of them, every single one of them. Have, every last one. So, so cute. I just was, I like, I don't know. That part is so satisfying to see them all become like this family gets bigger and bigger. That's the wildest part of the show because I don't think there's any other comparison of watching a family, first of all, get really rich, like where they have their little modest house where they're all living together to now they each have these massive homes and then they start procreating and now it's like quadruple the family. I know. Massive homes and a few of them have multiple homes. It's like multiple Wendy, cars. Yeah. Multiple everything, basically. Yeah. Multiple jets. Yeah. No, no. They still they still <laughs> they keep it tight. Rent out the jets. Yeah. What's your prediction on how long it will last? Um listen, I hope it lasts until North has kids and <laughs> Kim's a grandma. God bless. I hope so. All right. Give us one little teaser for this season. Something that 
will be excited about without telling us exactly what it is. Ooh. There's so much. Really? We're teasing. Yeah. Um, will we see? All right, let me ask you. Oh, wait, you were going to say something. Go. No, will we see what? <laughs> will we see a relationship evolve with Tristan and Chloe? You see a lot of Tristan and Chloe, um, and you definitely see how well they are doing at co-parenting, and you definitely do feel, at least I feel as a producer, that he... Um, I think he learned a lesson and I think he is trying to be a better person. Um, you know, I, I think, I think you will see him. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was this episode when they all had dinner together, that was the most awkward dinner ever. It was just I know. Like these pauses that lasted forever. It was so funny. Yeah. So what were you going to say before I interrupted you? Um, I don't know. It's fine. I can't. I'm like, I'm like, should I? Maybe not. Right. It's we don't fine. want to get anyone in trouble. There's, yeah. But everyone should watch because there's a lot of drama. How about that? Uh, there's a lot of drama. There's a lot of fun. There's a lot of heart. Um, there's a lot of fun this season too. There's a lot of fun. Awesome. My dog's excited. You can hear. Okay. Super excited. Your, your dog likes fun. He does. He likes to bark. Well, Farnaz, this has been so great. Thank you so much for making the time. And hopefully this will not be the last time we chat about this or anything else. Of course. Talk to you soon. Nice talking to you. Bye. Bye.